Rowena Dooley asking Seoul citizens to report for duty. And greetings, greetings. Welcome to the Soul Citizens. I am Griffin Gaming RPG, and it is today. What's April, April the 16th? Third April week. April 16th. Is this third week in April? Yeah, great. And we are back for our show today called Is Nick's Next? Is Can, can you say that three times fast, Car? Is Nick's? I can't do it. Is Nick's Next? Is Nick's? I can't okay. do it. Can you do it, Jay? Is Nick's yeah. Next? Is Nick's Next? Is Nick's Next? Is Nick's Next? <laughs> I can do it faster. It's next, next, next. Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think Fast Cart got closer than any of us on that one. Yeah. I, can, I, I can't do it. Um, but hey, welcome back. Hope glad you guys are here. Um, you know, we're continuing in this series, looking forward in Star Citizen, the things to come. Um, and before I go anywhere, let me introduce my co-host with me today. We've got Fast Cart FC. How are you, FC? 
I'm good. I hope everyone had a great tack day. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Painful is more like it. And also, we have Jade Star Watcher with us. Jade, how are you? I'm good. I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer like. Cal Roddy was here earlier, but Cal Roddy uh, unfortunately had a power outage in his area. So uh, if he pops in, just so you'll know if his face pops up, it's just because his power came up. But we're thinking about him right now. Hopefully things will be there okay with him there at home. So we're going to continue with uh, the Magnificent Three instead of four for right now. Um, I, I want to go through a throwback here, Jade. Um, yes. One of the reasons why the panel, you know, we try to make these panels based around people's experience in Star Citizen, their knowledge about the topic. Uh, and you, like Fast Cart, like myself, uh, were around. Thank you, FC, for the subscription, for kicking us yeah, off. Thrakadon. Thrakadon. Oh, Thrakadon. Oh, you oh, gifted you one. Oh, I didn't look yeah. over there. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you, Thrakadon. Yeah, thank you. Um, we remember when this video came out, and mm -hmm. I, I do want to emphasize that even though Nix has been away for a few years, this video came out seven years ago, and uh, we were just excited, right? I mean, we were thrilled when we saw it, and I remember we kept thinking that Nix would be next, <laughs> and it did come in its own way, right, Jade? It did. Yeah. We got a piece of it, right? Yeah, this video is actually so old. I think it's a year before I became a backer. Oh, okay. But I, but I yeah, but I watched it. You know, like in the, mm -hmm. when they were talking about 3.0, I knew that we were going to get this, and I I watched it, and I was like, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> and yeah, we did get it. Yeah, well, and, and we did wait. That was the other thing. And we, <laughs> yeah, we did wait. We, we did nice wait, right? wait. But we did get it. Yeah, yeah. FC, this was like our first introduction to something outside of the Stanton system too, because there was no talk of pyro back then uh were you kind of thinking about that this would be coming pretty soon or did you see it as something down the road somewhere because you know a lot of times cig i mean for those of you who don't know this in the early days when we would go to a citizen con or a gamescom when we would see things in the game quite often they were things that showed the future of star citizen not where Star Citizen was at that time. And a lot of people got thrown off by that. Um, now, over the last three years, four years, they've kind of shifted more to sh you know showing us what they can produce within a fairly reasonable time. Six months, but yeah. then there are people who got worked up because we were no longer seeing that stuff that was you know seven, eight years down the line. So you mm. know this was our introduction to a system back seven years ago. So that would have been 2015? Right? Yeah. yeah, August uh, August 2015. I, I looked at the date of the, of the video, okay. August 2015. Okay, okay. What were your thoughts and back about then, that? And, and back then, I, I thought it was going to be soon PM, like maybe two or three years mm -hmm. uh, before we get it. Not this long. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that back then, I, I thought it was sooner. Well, sooner relatively, like, like I said, two or three years rather than later. But here yeah. we are. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, and to Jade's point, we did eventually get our first sampling of Nick's. And it, it, it looked pretty close to what we got here. When we look at this video, you can see, obviously, this was, you know, the video that they put in for concept. There was a lot more stuff um, displayed here as far as buildings and things. When we finally got what was Delamar, uh, there was, it was spread out more throughout the atmosphere. But I think for you know, the sake of selling it and getting us an idea of what they were looking at for Delamar and in, in, uh, in the lore here, Gwen Zalewski. I think they were pretty close. They, they were pretty close. Um, let's and, and Creed, 0311, thank you for the subscription for six months. Oh, appreciate yeah. it. Thank, thank you, Creed. Creed. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And Gladestone, thank you for sharing the watch. Thank you. We appreciate that as well. 
Um, let's talk a little bit about the history of Knicks, because that's something that uh, some people may not know very much about. Um, there's a link we're going to drop here in chat for you guys so you can follow along with us because it's kind of a long read. Uh, but I do want to... Uh, I got it. You got it. Okay. Yeah, I do want to kind of go to this a little bit to give you guys a point of reference when we start talking about the Knicks system. Uh, and I know it may seem a little premature to be talking about it, but I think we're going to share some reasons with you guys today why we think that um, talking about Knicks might be important. Before we do that, though, you know what, Jade? I, I, I do want to go back and show folks something here. Let me see if I, okay. can, if I can make this disappear. Let's see. I want to get By the rid way, of that. People, people that don't know, Nyx is the goddess of the night. That's right. The Greek goddess of the night. So that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, let's talk about where Nyx is because everybody's been talking about Pyro, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 you know, there's been this big thing about Pyro. Now, hopefully, you guys can read this. I am sorry, I couldn't do more with this than I could. Some of you know that the the um, star map has been out of service. It is not working. All you can do is bring up the map. You cannot zoom in on moons, planets, any orbitals, nothing at this point has been down for a little bit. But hopefully we'll be able to explain what this is we're looking at. Um, right now, what you're seeing is where we can go from Stanton, okay? And, and, and as many of you know, there are different types of jump points in the game, jump points slash wormholes. There's small, there's medium, and there's large. And actually, when you go to the star map, they actually call them tunnels still. They still call them tunnels. So I'm a, I'm going to assume, Jade, that they're referring to wormholes when they say tunnel. Is that probably the yeah. best approximation? Okay, cool. It is. It's correct. Right. So <clears throat> what you're looking at right here, and you can break down these jump points based upon size, because depending on the size, the CIG has said that, you know, certain ships can pass through or maybe not pass through them, and which is still kind of crazy to me considering the size of our ships. But what I will say is this. Um, the two systems that you can go to from Stanton using a, a large jump point or a large jump tunnel are Magnus, which you see on the very bottom there on the left side. And then there's also, you can go to Fastcart's favorite home, Terra. Um, that's where you can go are those two jump points uh, using uh, a, a, what they call a large jump tunnel. Okay. Now we know CIG has confirmed that Pyro, at least Pyro, Pyro is going to be the next system that we they're looking to have us go to. So what I want to show you is the difference in that versus going to Pyro. Now on the bottom, that is Stanton. And to go to Stanton, you use a medium jump point. And from there, you can jump to Pyro, which is right above that dead center in the screen, the one on the right center. Now, Going from there, Prisoner, thank you. Thank you so much for the $5 donation. We appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so right above that, above Prisoner, <laughs> um, <laughs> the next place that you can jump to from Pyro using a medium jump point is Nyx. Now, again, you know, we, there are multiple jump points in that system. So we're not trying to say that from Pyro, that's where they have to go. We are saying though, that because they have already talked about things such as Delamar, they've been showing us that they've been doing a revamp of Levski already. They showed us how they have been redoing the Habs, <clears throat> that this is giving us that their inclination is to go in another direction. Now they may go someplace else too. Maybe they'll do more than one. We've talked about the possibility, Jade, of CIG actually getting to a place where they could start dropping even more than one system, right? Depending on tools mm -hmm. and all the other stuff, right? That's, that yeah. is a possibility, right? 
Yeah, but you'll probably see it on the roadmap unless it's that one that they took off the roadmap that was unannounced. Mm -hmm. There was an unannounced oh. system on the roadmap. And you just went where I was going to go. Yep. Okay. Thank you. No, no, no. <laughs> no you, you hit the door because there's a lot of assumptions that we're always going to see what CIG is doing. And their transparency does not necessarily, let, let's just say their transparency and gameplay have to match each other, right? So if stumbling upon or finding a new way to leave a system is advantageous to gameplay, then maybe a system could go out and they just don't announce it. And then somebody all of a sudden says, I've come across a wormhole, right? To me, that would be cool, you know, because versus the, oh, let's announce that Goss is coming out and everybody's zooming out to go find Goss. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I would love for it to be an organic find that CIG does that. Now, listen, guys, I'm not saying they're going to put out two or three systems at a time. What I am saying, though, is that right. I think it would be very cool if as systems become completed, they could tell us they're working on it. But when it goes out, I would love to see that we actually stumble across them, you know? Yeah. So, Jay, do you think that Nix is next, or do you think it um, <laughs> that, that they're just telling us about Nix and it might be something else? I would bet my life savings that nix is next okay oh that's substantial take that back that's because, substantial. Take that back. yeah i know because, fast car says yeah. fast car says you'll be cheated if he loses so yeah well yeah i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to do that the fast car but no i, I and the reasons you know basically because of what you said everything that they've shown us that's not pyro mm -hmm. has been nix i mean they've showed us um that you know nix planet um concept art they've showed us actual 3d modeling of uh nix one's geology mm -hmm. so like you know they they've put a lot of work into nix um i would be shocked if nix wasn't the next system after pyro yeah the concept art we saw was okay. beautiful you know the, the images that we saw fast card what were you gonna say Okay, Jay, to check my life, my, my savings account, I have $500. Is that good enough for a bet? <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the system a little bit here. Um, and we're going to read a little bit here. Like I said, we dropped the link in for you guys to follow us. So just kind of follow along here. Uh, Nix was discovered in 2582 during the height of the newly formed United Empire of Earth's territorial expansion. The system consists of three planets circling an F-type main sequence star, Astronomically, the most distinct aspect of Nix is that it is located directly on the border of a dark nebula, which enshrouds the orbits of all three worlds and hampers travel. Jay, we want to hear you talk about that a little later. <clears throat> the system has first charted, <clears throat> sorry, the system was first charted through a jump point in the Bremen system by solo nav jumper Carla Larry, who described what she found in her official claim as lacking significant mineral deposits or logical reasons to apply the expense of terraformation. Despite her less than encouraging initial assessment, Larry did make an attempt to formally name the stars, the stars three worlds, Lou, Morgan, and Ashley, apparently after three separate romantic conquests she was pursuing. While the UEE government has never recognized these names, and they have never been widely used, Larry did say before her death that all three of the namesakes were touched by the gesture. Recently, Nix has gained some additional utility as a transit system for suppliers headed for the Synth World project, which means <clears throat> there can be a significant credit value of cargo moving through the system at any one time. Small-scale piracy is not uncommon, buoyed by the system's nebula, and travelers are warned not to veer off the standard space lanes during transit of the system. Boom. 
Okay. Uh, Jade, you got any thoughts on this piece with Nick's? Anything you want to share from the world of astronomy? Yeah, sure. So <laughs> we'll, we'll start with the, uh, the star itself. So, okay. um, so just for reference, our sun is a G-class main sequence star and it's around, uh, I won't do the Kelvin, I'll do Fahrenheit, 10,000 uh, Fahrenheit, right? Um, any F sequence, uh, F uh, class main sequence star is going to be hotter, brighter, um, and slightly more massive and uh, slightly larger in terms of the radius than the sun. Um, they can be anywhere from 1.1 to 1.6 and 1.7 uh, solar radius and solar mass, or solar mass and solar radius, respectively. Um, as far as luminosity, that can vary from 1.6 to 7.2 um, solar luminosity, right? So mm. we're talking brighter, hotter, uh, and slightly larger. Um, the really interesting thing about that was where they started talking about it being situated, the whole system being situated in a dark nebula. So what a dark nebula is, it's, it's a type of interstellar cloud. Um, it's a molecular cloud. It's so dense that it obscures the visible wavelengths of light from objects behind it. And so you wouldn't see like background stars. Um, and the, the extinction of light is, is mainly because of the, the size, the particle size of the, the dust springs, yeah. right? And what I study is dust. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, you know, at those wavelengths, the, the dust absorbs light. And so that is why I think it's called Nix, because we, as we said, the goddess of the night, mm -hmm. and this would be um, a system that would be in a place that obscures uh, light from outside the star system. I, I assume that's what they're mm -hmm. saying. Now, it's, I won't get into how realistic that is because mm -hmm. this is a space game and it's a sci-fi game. <laughs> right. But yeah, but that's so that's what I would expect to see as far as the skybox for Nix. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't expect to see a whole lot mm -hmm. because uh, it, you know based on that lore. But as we saw with Pyro, they can retcon stuff. So we'll we'll see what they do. Right. Right. I mean, we can see some of the skybox here on 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 the, well, that's a screenshot of the yeah. star map, but that's yeah, that's not going to be the the skybox. Not going to be yeah. no, that that's just for the star map because mm. that's okay. that's the same for every system that you. Oh, see okay. Yeah. Fast cart. There was something here I thought you might find of interest, and that was them talking about trade lanes. Um, mm -hmm. Nix is a big system. I think on one of our tweets we put out. Uh, I got to go back and read the tweet. Let me read the tweet because somebody actually commented about it because they they said that they had no idea. <clears throat> you all forgive me. I, I, I there's so much information in my brain regarding <laughs> these shows that I can't even remember what I tweet myself. Okay, system check. Stanton is five AU. Pyro's thirteen AU. Nix is thirty five AU. Um, we're talking a big system really really big and they're talking about the importance of staying within the trade lanes or travel lanes um because of some of the dangers of traveling through here and obviously if you stay in trade lanes or travel lanes it also makes you more susceptible to piracy because the pirates know where you're at um does nick sound like one of those systems that you would dare go through because it sounds like there's some lucrative stuff going on here in relation to the SeaWorld project, I would take my friends with me as a uh, as a fleet. I would not go on my own unless I'm, you know, t 
taking something really fast and something like a like an MSO or something, but okay. n- n- not with, not with my BMM by myself. Okay, <laughs> not with your baby, huh? Okay, not, not with my baby now. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, listen, we are going to. We did this last week on the show uh, when we did pyro. We are going to take a look at the video from lore makers regarding Nick's. And then when we come back, we're gonna have a little conversation about what we heard. We're gonna talk about each one of the planets. And then we are gonna talk about what we know 100% sure about, which is Levski, because we've had Levski before and we know CIG gave us a taste of what that's like. So let's take a quick look at that and uh, get you something, something to drink. It's about a 15 minute video, so enjoy. Welcome to another edition of Loremaker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, this is where a member of the CIG lore team takes you through uh, the sort of science, uh, history, character, flavor, whatever you want to call it, uh, for one of the many, many systems uh, that will appear in the Star Citizen Squadron 42 universe. Uh, again, I'd like to thank all of our subscribers for helping us provide that little extra uh, money every month to do content like this. Uh, and let's get started. I should probably introduce myself. Uh, my name is Dave Haddock. I am the lead writer. Uh, okay, so uh, today uh, we are going to be talking about Nix. Uh, you've probably seen it mentioned a lot in uh, some of the jump points and uh, in some of the ATVs behind the scenes stuff. Um, and we'll get to why you might know it in a little bit. Uh, but to start off, we'll just start here in our wonderfully beautiful uh, star map here. Uh, we're in the Sol system, so let's go find Nix. Alright. Uh, by Earth. And Nix. Here we go. So we'll start out a bit wider just to kind of show you where, where it uh, is situated. So uh, here you have Nix. Basically it's it's been a nice little confluence of, of jump points here. You have Odin and Bremen and uh, Toheel and Kostra and Pyro. And, uh, but Nix is an unclaimed system. So that means that basically for whatever reason, the UEE or whatever governing body decided, uh, in this case it was the UEE, decided that uh, it wasn't worth basically incorporating into uh, the empire properly. Uh, sometimes that means it's, you know, people call it outlaw systems, stuff like that. But you know, we try to stick with unclaimed, uh, just because uh, there are various reasons, and we'll get to that in a second. Anyway, so jumping in, uh, you'll notice it's a very kind of simple system: uh, three planets, two asteroid belts, and a star. Uh, very exciting stuff. So the star is a uh, F-type main sequence star. Uh, basically none of the planets here are inhabitable to get that out of the way. That's part of the reason why the UEE decided not to uh, indoct basically incorporate it into the Empire. 
Uh, it was discovered in 2582 uh, by Carla Larry. And um, basically the idea was that surveyors basically showed up there and were, took a look at the, thing and, uh, the system itself and decided that it just basically wasn't worth the money uh, that it would cost. But there were resources there, so they were worth the money to come in and take, but the system itself wasn't worth it. So uh, a little backstory about the name itself. Uh, Nyx is uh, named after the Greek goddess of darkness, night. Uh, and the idea being uh, early on that there was this sort of, that there was poor visibility in the system, that it was basically kind of difficult to, to navigate around, which made it kind of ideal for uh, more nefarious types to, to hide in and around. Uh, the other reason actually is because I was a fan of Clive Barker's Lord of Illusions and I like the name. Uh, so we'll go through the planets now. And next one is basically it's a coreless uh, kind of rocky terrestrial planet. Uh, when they first took over the system, basically this was sort of earmarked for a lot of potential resources. And uh, over the course of centuries, they basically just you know strip mined a lot of it. And uh, while it means that there's basically no large scale resources that would justify a major company coming and taking it in, it doesn't mean that this it's necessarily depleted, uh, but just uh, at a certain point, it's just not worth it to set up a uh, a uh, facility there, basically. So I'll uh, give you a bit of context about the system when it was discovered uh, historically. So it was 2582, as I mentioned earlier before. So this is uh, 40 years after Ivar Messer has ascended to, uh, has basically established the Imperator rank, named himself thus, and established the United Empire of Earth. Uh, so. In the, as far as the universe goes, this is still sort of, I guess what you call, I mean, the Messer era is known, reputedly known as like one of the worst, darkest eras of, of human history. And, but this, at this point, it was still early on. So this is between the first and the second Tavarn War. So right now it's sort of at its best, if you could call it that. Uh, people think that he's honestly protecting them. So the public have not been as downtrodden, but he's doing that thing where he's a very smart, savvy dude. So he's been basically kind of still coalescing his power and, and subverting, uh, sort of reorganizing control to get himself more and more still power. power. Uh, and, but again, because people think that he's, he's doing a good job, they're kind of okay with any changes and stuff like that. And they're still obviously came off the, the very devastating Tavarn War. So um, uh, Carla Larry founds the system pops it over to the UEE and basically they come and take a look and decide it's not really worth uh, spending the money so they left it alone. Uh, Nix one was the one who obviously got, got mined a lot because there was a lot to take uh, and uh, Nix two is basically it's an uninhabitable kind of smog planet, I can't remember the actual designation of it. Yeah, smog planet, there we go. Uh, so the technology, the sort of idea we were running with was like, um, it was sort of like Venus, like very high pressure kind of sulfuric acid type type thing. So very, very lethal. And the technology didn't quite exist to be able to terraform that. So, you know, we, ha we have a couple of those that scattered throughout the universe that, that basically seem like they couldn't be terraformed. And then later on, maybe technological advances uh, push terraforming technology. So they were able to do it. So. It's possible that maybe in the future they might go, something might be developed that would let them take a, a second look at Nix 2 and try to uh, uh, try to terraform it. But in the meantime, it's just basically uninhabitable and, and very, very lethal. Uh, 
And so we'll just go through the planets real quick. So uh, Nix 3 is an ice giant, basically situated all the way over here. And that's pretty much it. It's pretty much an ice planet. Nothing really can inhabit it. Uh, can't really do much with it uh, as of yet. Uh, so the other and probably the most important aspect of this system are these asteroid belts. You have two. Uh, there's this one between uh, Nix 2 and Nix 3 called the Glacium Ring. Uh, and then you have the Keeger Belt, which is way sort of like the border kind of encircles the entire thing. So it's a very, it's a much less dense, uh, but the, the Glacium Ring is the one we want to kind of focus on because uh, this is much more dense and uh, kind of is where our main point of interest is in this system. So uh, again, obviously asteroid mining uh, is a very, very big thing of, of what we're trying to do. So uh, the idea was that there was basically this company called QV Planets, Planet Services that discovered a planetoid-sized asteroid located in here and decided, hey, you know, we're going to roll the dice. And apparently it was very, you know, the idea was that it was very difficult to get, because it was so dense, very difficult to get large ships in here. So it was, it was a tricky thing, but they were undeterred and decided that they were going to try and, and do it anyway and set up this massive facility uh, on a planetoid. Uh, and basically were in operation for a handful of years but ultimately decided that it just it, it wasn't worth the cost to try and get stuff in and out of there and ships and, and stuff like that. So they basically uh, abandoned it. Uh, so uh, after that, basically the system was pretty much useless. Like it was, there was nothing really, not, nothing going on here. So flash forward uh, to, uh, to much, much later and we have basically a group of refugees uh, who are who want to get out of the UEE. So the Messers have gone dark side, if you, to use the parlance of our time. And uh, we're, we're in sort of like the Corson Messer, who's the fifth Messer uh, era. And so this is like the very dark, sociopathic, like vicious despot type, uh, type ruler. So there was a small group of people who basically said, we're done, we can't, we can't in any good conscience live in this, this type of, uh, government environment, whatever you want to call it. And so they're like, we're out, we're done. So they were, they, they set off to try and find and establish their own kind of community. And so sure enough, they come off, come across uh, the next system and they go to uh, the old facility that was formerly run by QV Planet Services on this planetoid that they basically just walked away from. It was cheaper basically to just leave it. Uh, and so they basically showed up there and uh, took it over got it back up and running again so it was habitable and decided that this was where they were going to build their own egalitarian community that uh, represented everything that the Messer regime was taking away. So, you know, it's about community, it's about camaraderie and, you know, people working together and overcoming problems and, and stuff like that. So uh, that became the landing zone that is known as Levski. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so basically um, you have an independent government that is trying to be a truly egalitarian community and uh, that's what they've been doing. So they basically started collecting people, uh, accepting refugees from coming in from the UE who are also kind of sick and tired of, of, of living under the Mesher regime and uh, we're really trying to make a go of being a, a self-sustaining independent uh, government. Now. Uh, in time, obviously the Messers fell, fell, the people eventually rose up 
and, uh, and overthrew them. But Levski still maintained, so they, they are still trying to uh, kind of keep their government going. And while they probably aren't as ideologically opposed to the current UEE regime, I think they still view it as like big government, you know, corporate, serving corporate interests, stuff like that. Uh, so they're still doing what they can to try and maintain this, this ideal that they've been pursuing. And, uh, but there's sort of a trick to it. So the catch with, with Levski, and we'll kind of jump behind the scenes for a second. I mean, one of the things, as we were saying earlier, like the, uh, this was meant to be an unclaimed system. And originally in the internal discussions within the company, there was these sort of, uh, there was UEE systems and then they were called pirate systems or outlaw systems and stuff like that. And so uh, it felt like there was only a s just to give flavor within the outlaw systems. The idea was that basically we wanted to uh, switch it up a little bit. So not every outlaw system should be a hive of scum and villainy type thing. So uh, so Levski sort of that's how Levski kind of came about as, a, as an original concept was how can we do something that's that's not a UEE thing that's that's a outlaw organization that's not necessarily criminal. Uh, so hence the idea of this sort of independent government uh, came about. So, um, but the fun thing was it, because it was still an unclaimed system, it still had to have sort of serve that sort of criminal element thing if you, you can come here and stuff like that. So how do we, how do we strike that balance? Uh, so the idea was basically because they were they had this sort of open arms policy of you know we'll take anybody you know everyone is 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 worthwhile and, and deserves to have a chance at, at peace and happiness and stuff like that uh, it's a really it's a really great idea and a really beautiful thing to pursue but at the same time there were people in the more nefarious people in the universe who viewed that as so criminals started taking advantage of the fact that they had this place that they could go to that would just sort of unconditionally accept them and, and stuff like that. And so what you have is now Levski is, is in a sense threatened by uh, in a growing number of criminals who are just using their sort of good nature against them as a hideout, basically. So. Uh, you, you get to see this very interesting dynamic and it's, it's, it's kind of one of the things that I like most about this system is that, or this location is that there's this sort of sad tragedy to it because you can see them trying to uh, hold on to this ideal of, of community and stuff like that. But when you have people within that community who aren't on the same page and don't share your ideology, it kind of, it, it, you get a nice conflict going on. So. I think that, that that's what gives this place a very unique flavor to it because you have this sort of criminal element that's just underneath the current of these people who are really trying to do good and them sort of at battle and, and how, what does it take for the good people to start to shift their ideals to block out the people that they think are, are you know, causing problems for, uh, uh, for the location. So. Um, so yeah, that's basically Levski in a nutshell. Lots of idealistic, uh, egalitarian uh, people who are basically just trying to do their best in the universe, and you have a group of people who are trying to, you know, basically self-serving, do crime, whatever they they do, and uh, and the sort of juxtaposition between the two. Uh, so yeah, that's it.
that's uh, it for this episode of Lawmakers. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, again, uh, all of this information, or a lot of this information, you can find on our star map. Uh, if you go to the robertspaceindustries.com website, uh, you can see for yourself and go for a wander around our universe. Uh, thanks, and see you next time. Thank you for watching. So if you want to keep up with the latest and greatest in the Star Citizen and Squadron 42's development, please follow us on our social media channels. See you soon. Okay, that was the piece on Nyx. Um, you know, I, I find it interesting, Fast Cart. Um, I, I, I would be just a fly on the wall to sit and listen to the narrative team, the lore team, uh, have to map out all this stuff because it's it's one thing to you know have a bunch of systems let's just say 20 systems right and you want to create these different backgrounds cultures dynamics politics but then there also has to be a thread that interweaves and connects some of this stuff too you know you just can't say well this is UEE over here and this is independent and then there's no story between the two and I love the fact that they kind of they had a whole backstory as to why these people left the UEE to go to Nix. And I'm sure there's the same thing in relation to other systems too, but then there's also, you're leaving one problem, but you also end up getting another problem, right? They talk about this whole dynamic of trying to strike balance. Um, any thoughts, anything that you picked up from this whole thing with the Lord Maker's Guide? Uh, well, I, Nick one they say they it, it was primarily man mined out, but I, I'm I'm think I'm guessing they'll be a, a play the to to mine something there, um for, for Nick one, uh next to they said uninhabitable here from target maybe during the um when the game launches or a few days after the game launches, um, it'll be some kind of player uh, initiative to have a terraform or something in order to make it inhabitable or, or maybe there'd be some kind of storyline involving that. Uh, they said next three with Isen, not Macbeth. I mean, it may, maybe it, it'll be like Hoth. We'll see. Um, I'm not really familiar with Isen. How does that work in, 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 in astronomy? But I guess we'll see. I'll tell you what, you got, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Well, let's, 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 go, let's go back since Fast Car started going down the list already. Let's do the list and then Jade, yeah, absolutely. When we get to Nick's three, we can talk about it. Let's All go, right. let's go okay. back to, let's go back to Nick's one first because we will talk about yeah. those, okay? Um, yeah. And, 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 go ahead, we're going to say FC. No, 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 you can go ahead. Okay, uh, Nick's one, again, they said this is the first planet in the Nick's system that is coreless. We've talked about coreless worlds before. Uh, heat swept world that <clears throat> excuse me was long ago picked clean by value of its valuable minerals soon after the system was discovered a routine survey revealed the presence of high grade metals beneath the planet's surface once word got out planet briefly became the focus of numerous mining operations within 50 years the planet was almost nearly entirely stripped of its resources <clears throat> its material wealth shipped off to killian to help supply the empire's growing efforts war efforts by 2630 Nix one had been mostly abandoned with little evidence of human habitation remaining. Uh, Jade, let me ask you, because sure. <clears throat> I'm always dealing with this issue of CIG telling us about a system. You know, we, we always think we hear about a system and those of us who are into mining and industry. First thing we say is I'm going to get on my ship and blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, but a lot of these descriptions are like, yeah, when you get there, the place is stripped, there's nothing there. So, <laughs> so uh -huh. you know, how do you see this? Because there has to be some form of gameplay there. 
You know, yes. you know, what do you see is the balance in that where they tell us that, hey, somebody's been here before, you know, been there, done that. But then at the right. same time as gamers, we're supposed to be able to go there and do something, right? So so the description of Nix One is interesting and it's very nuanced, right? Because mm -hmm. they say that, you know, it's been mined out by big corporations that don't really see a point in, you know, going after what's left. The main thing is there is stuff left, mm -hmm. right? So that leaves it open for us as players to go in there. We're not able to set up huge, large scale industrial mining operations, but we can go out there with our prospectors. We can go out there, you know, with a group of prospectors and moles and there'll be something for, for it. But when they say that it's been mined out, they're talking about these huge corporations that, you know, literally there's a there's a point at which it's no longer cost financial effective. benefit for them right mm -hmm. right exactly but it would be for us mm -hmm. as individual players mm -hmm. very good good answer okay so wait so what you're saying is a rock ds will have will probably have a use <laughs> only only if you like it you know <laughs> only, only if you like it i don't know how many people like it. well i mean Meg, yeah. Meg have one. yeah well you know what yeah. i'm loving i'm loving these issues of things that we're not having to deal with right now in the games which is atmosphere and climate of these places mm -hmm. you know um you know yeah it's it, you go there but can you even survive there you know do you have the correct correct equipment to survive there do you have the right gear to survive there what are the risks you know last week jade night you were talking about radiation and things like that right here mm -hmm. we've got the situation with any orbital that is within a decent proximity of a star there's always these heat issues that you're going to have to address we wonder why we've got these big heat suits now but i think yeah. it's going to be much bigger than that <clears throat> later on as we go deeper in, into these systems right yeah and then star citizen lore you know what they call smog planets planets that are like venus like mm -hmm. uh nix too those <clears throat> have been uh, They've been pretty much left alone because mm -hmm. the, only the Xeon um, are known to be able to, like, you know, handle yep. them, right? Yep. So <clears throat> as humans, we can't even really survive there much, mm -hmm. you know. Um, a, a good example with Venus is uh, the Russians it sent probes to Venus, you know, decades ago. And um, when they landed, they the pressure and the heat was so high that they only you know could transmit for like 15 minutes mm. 900 degrees fahrenheit raining sulfuric acid not a nice place to live nope nope, nope. And, and and agreed i know i was thinking about when, when fast card said oh well, maybe we could go there and terraform I'm like uh, uh, i don't know this may not be the one to pick this may not be the one you know that might set up a thing where it's 900 years in the future yeah. but that's the state of the universe in 900 years in the future that yeah. humans <clears throat> there's still things that humans cannot yeah, do. easily do uh, but maybe our Xeon friends might help us out with it yeah know? and and we and again to your point fast car we know we're always talking about what are the other things that can be done because we're making assumptions of things that you know we think oh i'm going to go there and do blah, blah 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 but you know we've got there may be other things to get introduced into the game other types of mining that we haven't gotten into yet you know we haven't even gotten into gaseous mining and things of that nature yet so <clears throat> there's possibilities you know again i just find it fascinating because jade has mentioned this before too that the reality of space is that there's more nothing than there is something right and so if we yeah. if we try to make we can't make every planet this place with a landing zone, you know, where there's buildings and housing and blah, 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 blah. And at the same time, the game cannot be so barren that systems don't have any relevance or that you just, all you think about is when I see the system, I'm just going to fly through it because there's nothing there. We do want to have reasons if, if it's nothing more than a commercial lane, right? Or maybe there's some 
observant observ, observational reason for being there. Maybe there's some other things that CIG hasn't unveiled to us. But if you're going to create these systems with worlds that are half stripped, completely stripped, you know, fully resourced, you know, I'm just fascinated with what CIG puts up behind these. Jade, since you touched on this already, I'll read the description of Nix 2. Yes. A uh, smoggy, desolate world. Nix 2 was once considered an edge case for terraforming. Thick clouds of acid and carbon dioxide surround the world, and the planet is technically teetering at the inner edge of the system's green band. Nevertheless, a serious study was conducted as to whether or not it could be made ha habitable. The end result was it could, but it would take considerable effort to provide and, and provide little in the way of returns. Uh, EVA on the planet <laughs> itself is lethal. Uh, even if explorers are protected from the corrosive elements, they will be unable to function in the high pressure atmosphere. So, you know, I'm thinking about like deep sea stuff, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, in the right vehicle, we can go into deep sea areas. Uh, and maybe later on, CIG will create some vehicle that can take mm -hmm. you there, but you can't go around in a suit per se. You know, uh, who knows what they'll do with Nyx, but I'm curious. As to you, know, out there you know, what would be interesting, it, it could be in, inhospitable to humans, but maybe there's some creatures or something well, already living there. And that's what Jay we was saying know. about the Xi'an. You know, she was referencing yeah. the Xi'an in relation to that or some tech. No, I mean like, um, um, oh, indigenous or some other creature that they'll come up with in the game. Yeah, that's the word, yeah. Could be. Yeah. Or maybe they'll come up with some exotic thing that you can buy, and you and your exotic uh, Banu merchantman have the suit that allows you to go down there. I don't know. Yeah, you know. materials, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Let's go ahead and jump on to Nick's oh, three. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. One, one sure. real quick thing. So an interesting thing about Venus mm -hmm. is that there's a level in its atmosphere which it has the same atmospheric pressure as the earth and roughly the same temperature right mm -hmm. so like literally you you'd be able to stand there without a spacesuit you'd still have to have a helmet and oxygen mm -hmm. but you would be all right mm -hmm. so a planet like this they might have it where you know we do have these uh, these platforms in the atmosphere of crusader mm. um it's possible that you know they might put something like that there mm. at a certain layer where you know you're you're not going to be crushed by the atmosphere mm -hmm. still not going to be a great place to live but that's, <laughs> we do have a precedent for um for that in the game right now mm -hmm. so, it's yeah. room for gameplay something that yep. could come out of that you're right okay cool all right let's talk about nix three uh, Nix 3, uh, the final planet in the Nix system, located far from the sun's light, is an ice giant, a massive ball of frozen water and ammonia vapor. That always sounds good. Nix 3 uh -huh. has only cool. seen minimal resource extraction owing to the hazardous work conditions in the planet's dangerous atmosphere. Jade, let me touch on something, yep. and then I want you to elaborate, please. Uh, Fastcart said it might be like Hoth. Well, nope. Uh, nope. I was going to say, <laughs> could you maybe distinguish? Well, no, I, no, I do want her to, because I think a lot of people will feel that fast cart when we hear that. Uh, but I, I do want to think, and I mean, beyond the whole ammonia vapor thing, yeah. when a planet is this far out, you know, we're talking about severe cold. We're not talking about Antarctic level, you know, where well, I can put on a, a When you coat. said ice giant, that's what I thought. But yeah, yeah, but in but on, but on in, in Empire Strikes Back, these Joker's faces were exposed. They had on a big heavy coat. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be this yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Go yeah. ahead, right. And the emphasis here is not on the ice. Mm -hmm. It's on the giant, yeah. right? So... <laughs> An ice giant is a planet that's similar to like a gas giant, mm -hmm. but gas giants are mostly made up of uh, hydrogen and helium. So in astrophysics, 
the, the term ISIS refers to volatile chemical compounds with freezing points above 100K. And so oxygen, carbon, nitrogen, sulfur, ammonia, that's what makes up atmospheres of like ice giants, um, you know, water vapor, that, that methane, things like that, right? So like in our solar system, we have uh, Neptune and Uranus. Those are ice giants. So don't think Hoth, think, you know, Neptune. Yeah. Mm. Scary. <laughs> in act, it's, it's kind of funny. I thought of the nice giant, but okay. <clears throat> yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it doesn't. And yeah. it, 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 isn't this image somewhat like what Neptune looks like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little like, bit. Yeah, it's got that blue. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like they they looked at the Voyager two uh, image of Neptune mm -hmm. taken in 1989, and we're like, yeah, spin. let's do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, well, those are the three planets that we focused on, but there are other things in the Nick system that we want to talk about. We're going to talk about the least of these, and then moving to the greater of these. Uh, one of them being the Krieger Belt, the Kieger Belt. I'm sorry. Um, again, guys, I'm sorry. The star map is out of order. It is not working. You can't click on things to zoom in and get the detail. But I did find this one particular image of it, and. You'll notice if you guys can see, there's a very thin strip going through here. In uh, in the video we watched, they referenced it that it's a very it's a smaller asteroid belt. It is on the furthest extremes of the system. They don't say uh, say very much about it. The Kieger Belt is an asteroid belt in the unreleased Nick system. That's it. That's the description. So you know we don't know. Again, gameplay. Will they put something out here? We're going to talk about this a little bit later. Uh, as to what other things that we don't hear about very much. And Jay and I were talking before the show that there's a lot of stuff about Nick's that, well, yeah, there's a lot of stuff about Nick's that a lot of people don't know about because as you guys know, they removed Delamar from the game. And so for the last few years, nobody's been really talking about Delamar and Levski, but even more, people have not talked about Nick's because as we mentioned earlier, the opening video was seven years ago. There was a lot of conversation about Knicks back then, but over the years, it's kind of dwindled. So that's why we're going to kind of talk to you guys about these belts and other things in relation to why you may want to go to this system, even though the impression that was given in the uh, lore makers video was that, well, there's not that much there, but then they were like, well, for now, you know, they, they kind of implied for now. So let's talk about uh, that. Jay, do you want to say anything about the Kieger belt before we go on and start talking about the glacier? Yes. Yeah, so I believe the Kieger belt may be the closest equivalent to the Aaron Halo in mm. uh, Stanton that we have in Stanton. So, if, or in uh, solar system terms, our asteroid belt, or uh, I think they call it the Herschel belt in mm. Star Citizen lore. So, you know, it's going to be a, a belt of asteroids that you can mine of different types, probably. But I don't know because I don't work for CIG. But I'm I'm assuming because you know they don't put things on the map if there's no reason for them, right? Mm. And we we already have precedent with um, the um, Aaron Halo. Yeah. So uh, that's what this seems to be like to yeah. me. Yeah. You know, I, I wonder whether or not this is going to kind of go along that lines of, you know, the Kieger belts are smaller belts further out, right? But it's also mm -hmm. further out from those who reside in the system which means that if I come in from another system, maybe it's a little bit safer to mine out here versus yeah. if I go in toward the Glacian where we know there's a lot more activity, there are also people with greater interest in that mm -hmm. area and maybe a little more dangerous. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So maybe that's, they're giving you some alternatives here. You don't, not just that one belt, but you know, those of you who want to, if you want to do it out here on the periphery, that's fine. You know, you're way out there, but maybe there's not as much resource, but you may be a little safer out here than if you're going deeper into the system. Possibly. Yeah. And as they talked about recently about the distribution of resources, uh, you probably see them, you know, making more lucrative resources being out at that place where it's a little bit less safe, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's that whole risk versus reward thing that Chris Roberts likes to talk about. Yeah. 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 Trey, Trey, I am keeping up with what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. They, they are, they have been modifying things and as the Galactopedia has been coming out, they have been tweaking and refining. Uh, just so you guys will know, the information that we're reading is from the website, from the RSI website. Uh, this is their description of Nick's butt. We, we do want to keep this in mind. This stuff was written a long time ago, and we always have to say things change. But they do give you an idea of the direction that they're going in relation to the lore as well as what they're building out in these systems. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the Glacian, because uh, that one is the ring. And we, they showed this a little bit. <clears throat> There's a big description here I'm going to read for you guys. Um, the Glacian ring asteroid belt in Delamar. Uh, the dense asteroid belt circles Nix's star at roughly 12 AU. While the asteroid field has been seen, has seen some mining, it is mostly known as a very good place to avoid unwanted attention. An unknown number of small settlements have been established on asteroids in the area and are home to a variety of fringe colonists seeking anything from the life outside of the UEE to a platform from which to operate outside of outside the law. <clears throat> Outlaw raids in the system typically conducted against the trans synth world shipping lanes are believed to operate out of the larger basis, uh, basis in the field. The highlight of these settlements is Delamar, the largest of the asteroids. The size of a small planetoid, Delamar is hidden deep in the Glacium Ring, home to an old mining facility that was abandoned by the original prospectors when they couldn't turn a profit. The People's Alliance moved in and dubbed it Levski. After the old Earth revolutionary dissenters of the UEE's Messer era, the People's Alliance transformed Delamar into a hotbed for political radicals and anti-UEE uh, sentiment. Sorry. <clears throat> While the People's Alliance has taken on a more passive role in recent history, Levski still attracts a bunch of politically-minded groups that are similar enough to live together, but different enough in their goals so that they never get anything accomplished. Over the years, a criminal element has also taken up residence here, even though the political activists have tried to suppress it, feeling that criminals undermine their message about taking a stand against the corruption and criminality in the UEE, while also making their community a target for government raids. So listen to the Glacian Belt first, then let's talk about Delamar, and then we can talk about, about Levski a little bit. Uh, fast cart. Dense asteroid belt, uh, a lot of folks living there. Any thoughts about that glacium? Are you familiar with the glacium belt? Or is it the first time you're reading about it? Uh, I probably read about it a long time ago, but it, 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 refreshing my, my memory. Uh, I, I think I'm going to be the first to pronounce it Delamere instead of Delamar because they're off scooter because, you know, they were, but we, we, we'll see if that touches on. I hope it catches on. Uh, but as far as many people living there, um, I'm looking forward to seeing them in-game when it comes up. So that, that'd be interesting. Like, we'll get more missions, hopefully more missions, and more NPCs to interact with. Yeah. There's a, a designation, too, and Jade, I'll jump to you in a second here. Um, mm -hmm. 
they, they talked about the politics and also designating that in the beginning, CIG was looking at either you were UEE or, or you were considered outlaw, right? But then they said they didn't want that. I guess the, the connotation of outlaw uh, is more of a, the fact that you're outside of the UEE law, not necessarily criminality. Right. So they also wanted to come up with this idea of independent, right? Those who are independent of, the, of UEE who are trying to create their own system of living where they live, so on and so forth. Um, so I, I'm mentioning that fast card because a lot of people, there's this feeling of once you're outside of the UEE, that there are no other laws. And the reality is that there are, there will be places that will have their own laws. And like right now, yeah. if you go into the Moby Glass, they'll tell you, for example, when you're in Stanton, they'll tell you how each system or each planet you go there, there are certain things that are illegal, things you can and cannot do. Oh. We want to make sure people know that when they go into these other systems, it doesn't mean that necessarily it's lawless, right? Right. In fact, yeah. when, when we still had Delamar, their laws were different. When you look in your Moby glass, mm -hmm. there were certain drugs that you could have there that weren't like if you wouldn't be able to have it Hurston, mm. you know, without it being something that you get pulled over for. Yeah. Do you think I'm just looking forward to, to joining my Bronco brothers and sisters at, at, at Delamar. Your who brothers and sisters? <laughs> Brown coat. Brown coat. Oh, you mean the brown, you're talking about the UE environment coat that was for sale at? Yeah, I'm about at Firefly in Alliance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, people. Okay. Best card, okay. you've got to stop having these old man references. There are people who are just, <laughs> they're not going to go back. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, there are people playing the game that are 20 years old, okay? So, anyways. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, yeah, I, again. Thank got it. Thank you. Thank okay, Thurum got, got it. it. All right, all right. That's one. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> here, here's the other thing, Jade, you are just mentioning. Um, I don't want to use Star Wars references, but there is something I do like about uh, Star Wars. I like when you go to a different system or different world, they have their own sort of policing. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and we yep. didn't see that necessarily at Delamar at the time. It was still in its early, you know, early stages. Yeah. But I would love to see that when you arrive at these places that there is some type of policing, if that makes sense. You know, like some, for example, some places when you're flying in, like right now, the mm -hmm. cops will stop you, right? Mm -hmm. They'll scan yeah. you or something, you know. Um, I'd love to see some level of conflict like that. But how, how do you think in Delamar there will be policing? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what there was when we still had it in the game, okay. and then I'll I'll speculate. Okay. When we still had it in the game, if you if you landed and you had violated, like you know, you murdered somebody, the there were guards in the hangars. Oh you, yeah, yeah, you'd see them. They had like long dreadlocks, mm -hmm. right, and they'd had a, a sidearm. And they would start coming after you, mm -hmm. right? So, because you violated one of the main rules of um, the People's Alliance, which mm -hmm. is no fighting and definitely no murders. Yeah. So people have to like look at this as not it's not pyro, right? This is a place that has a functioning government. They have their own laws. No, they're not the UEE. But the UEE is not the only game in town when it comes to human colonies or human mm -hmm. human space. Let's put it that way. Right. And this is the only, as far as I know so far, only independent human colony outside of the UE. Um, one of the reasons that they are so opposed to fighting is because they don't they don't want their government overthrown. They don't want the advocacy coming in, uh, you know, to uh, 
basically take them over and gentrify them you know right. so it, it's it's a very touchy thing and that's why they have to have you know security and if you if you remember when you get off your ship when you take the elevator down you go through customs mm-hmm. right just like you do in the stanton system mm-hmm. so that doesn't you know that doesn't say scream outlaw right that's a functioning government yeah yeah and and, and we're going to talk about those of you who remember levski you know some of this will be you know nostalgic uh, but there are a lot of you who maybe never saw Levski, never went when we had Delamar. Uh, I hate to say this, Jade. I've almost forgotten where Delamar was. It was a, it was uh-huh. an orbit of Crusader, right? It was further out. There where were, was it? Okay, so when they originally yeah, when they originally put it in in 3.0, it was just basically like another moon of Crusader, right. but they put it way, way out, out, right? But then mm-hmm. when we got um, Hurston and we started getting planets, then they moved it into its own planetary orbit around Stanton, mm-hmm. around the star. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. So what you guys are looking at now is some video footage. This is a video tour of Levski. Uh, for those of you who've never seen it, Jade gave me a video, which I'm going to try to drop in. And hopefully this works. I, I haven't seen this, so I don't know what the vi- Jay, what is the video itself? Is that somebody like a walkthrough of it while he's talking? Is that what we're going to see? Um, yeah, yeah. So this video is a visit to uh, our favorite, you know, entry, descent and landing air traffic control person, Eslin Mackin, I believe. Um, and if, if you don't, if you weren't around back then, when you fly into Levski, you get contacted on your ship's screen, you'd have this guy come on, um, kind of looked like he was high, and he would greet you and say, hey, <laughs> welcome to Levski. I got a hangar right here for you. And um, you land, right? And, you know, a lot of people thought that was a cutscene, but it mm. wasn't because this is Star Citizen, right? It can't be a, a cutscene. That guy actually existed. And you could actually go visit him and watch him as he, you know, contacted ships. Let's see if we can take a look at this video. I'm going to try to pop it in here. Yeah. Yeah, you may have to fast forward a, a little bit. Okay. But I think it's it's now showing, yeah, visiting Eslin. There he is. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. He was yeah, up there. Yeah, you can watch him work. That's right. <clears throat> and you could get up there, too. There was a way to glitch up there. And if you went in front of where the camera was placed, you'd appear on somebody's uh, screen when he, you know, contacted. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's all, what do they call that? Um, systemic or diegetic? I'm trying to remember the word they use, but yeah. I know what you're talking about. I forgot the word. Yeah. When, when popping on, on someone uh, photograph uh, unintended. Right. What the heck? <laughs> That's him trying to glitch through to where he's at. Okay. It looks weird. I'm going to try to move it up a little bit here. Nope. There's a lot of glitch in here. All right. Well, let me. I'm going to. Oh, it's going to be a little bit. Yeah. A little bit further ahead. After this. Yep. There is. Oh, you, oh, you mean photo bombing? Is that the word you're looking for? It, photo bombing? Oh uh, no, it was. It's the word CIG uses for um, you know things that because they have this system and this system, then this is the result. Sort of. 
that was it's, him there, it's right? like not not necessarily intended but it's good that it's there because these systems exist sort of thing diegetic yeah i was right that was it right there right yeah it's diegetic yeah that was it okay cool. right there all right so and yeah very cool uh let's see if i can go back to this and we're gonna let you guys hear some of the dialogue because you couldn't you could hear him talking just barely in that video we're gonna let you guys hear it here so since you're visiting there are, there are a couple of rules you're gonna have to follow first never say anyone else's ideas are stupid i mean who are any of us to say what's stupid you know we're, we're all entitled to our own thoughts two don't try and rip anyone off, right? You should, you, you would figure that that wouldn't have to be a rule, but <laughs> there you go. Three, don't try and push your UEE agenda on us. You know, talking is one thing, plotting is another. Four, no fighting. Okay, so those are the rules if you came in. And then there's- I like, I like how, I like how the, mo the most important rule was, was last, it was like, <laughs> yeah, no fighting. No fighting. Yeah. And Jay, yeah, the second one, was the second one now that we're gonna hear? But uh, the second one sort of tells you about, you know, like what their greater view of their place in the universe is okay. in terms of what, what they ask us all to do. Okay, let's hear that. It's simple. And last, you know, try and spend a bit of time thinking about how you're going to make the verse a better place. You know, that one was my favorite. It's at the heart of what makes Levski so, so great. Now. I know all of this may seem a bit weird to you, but it's it's how we like to live. So I'd appreciate you respecting us. Oh, wow. Star Jump Ender. Ender. Hey, thanks, Star Jump Thank Ender. you Welcome so Raiders. much. Welcome, Raiders. We appreciate you guys being here. Hope you guys had a awesome stream for a Sunday. Thank you, Ender. Hope you're doing good, buddy. I know you have been diligently pushing for charity for St. Jude this year. We got to get on the wagon with you. I'm just running behind, but I'm, we're going to get behind you on that. So thank you. Thank you for the follow. Okay. So yeah, what we're looking at right now, those of you who remember uh, going into Levski, um, Levski is a former mining facility built into the asteroid Delamar uh, in the Nick system and now home to the People's Alliance of Levski. This mining facility, as we mentioned, was abandoned for years before UEE refugees took up their residence dedicated to creating their egalitarian society. This group of activists wanted to build the kind of community that the Messers had taken away. Levski has evolved into a self-sustaining port of political activists and those wishing to escape the eye of the empire. Um, you know, Jay, we didn't talk about this too, about the Glacian Belt. Another mm -hmm. issue about that is that is where um, some of the um, more criminal element also oh. try to hide out. <laughs> as well right yep exactly and you know i i expect that there will be uh friction between them i'm not sure if i could talk about the that group yet because mm -hmm. we haven't got yeah, we're there coming yet up to we're, them, gonna, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get to you know the, the people's lives are not the only people who live in nix yeah and just like you have different factions in pyro you're gonna have different factions in nix yeah and it's very easy to think that only because we had Levski, right? And all we ever right. heard about was the people's, that, that's it. So we, yep. naturally we just think, oh, they're the only ones that reside there. But you're absolutely right. Um, Scott, how's your memory of uh, Levski? Do you remember Levski at all? 
I remember that statue. That's about it. <laughs> okay, that just statue the statue. That you passed like a minute ago. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, let's, let's, Do you know what the statue is? Well, let's, we're going to get to Tanaka. Let's, okay. let's, let's, let's go through the section here on the okay. businesses if you got it. That's okay. Um, when you navigated through here, um, you would go to, there's some elevators when you first came in. Well, let's go back, Jade. You talked about once you get off the elevators, you come through customs. Mm -hmm. uh, CIG would later on put in Teach's Ship Shop uh, where yeah. you could, was it Rip? Oh, wow. Reload. Thank you so much Reload, for those subs. You. Five subs. Y'all give a shout out to Reload. The guy thank you, Reload. Thank you for the subscription. Thank you. Thanks, Whammer. Uh, Teaches Ship Shop. I don't remember, Jay. Was it rental or purchase there? Purchase, because we didn't have ship rentals at in the, the game. At the time, right? At the time. And back to customs, there was an, a really uh, cool trick. I don't know, exploit, whatever. When you go through customs, you could see that there were guns that they had like confiscated yep. and you could jump over the thing and grab, so you could get free guns if you went to Levski for a <laughs> while until they like fixed it. But back to Teaches. Teaches was the very first ship um, dealer mm -hmm. in the game, I believe. Mm -hmm. This is before we had Hurston, so there was right. no new deal. So and it was a remarkable thing because there were people, it, you know, a lot of naysayers that said, "Well, they'll never have ships available for sale in game because you know they make money from selling them." And so when we got Teach a Ship Shop, that was that basically you know confirmed that that narrative was not true that ships would be earnable in game for AUEC and eventually UEC. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember going, oh boy. What a glitchy space that was back in the day when you went into teaches. Some days it worked mm -hmm. fine. Other days the big red the big red ball would be sitting there greeting you when you came down where some yeah. item was supposed to be. But and, and, go ahead. Oh, oh, I was gonna say one of the cool things about teaches too was that the ships that they made available in there made sense for where you were. That's where I was so ready like to go. Could, the Cuddy Black was yeah, there. That's ahead. what I was gonna yep. go to. Yep. Right. No, that was it. Yeah. That okay. was one of the places where you could actually rent a, a yellow jack or a, a dragonfly. And you a could prospector. get the prospector there. You could get yep. the the cutlass black there, and or Aurora, was an aurora there too. There was something there else. Were, yeah, there was an aurora, aurora. MR. Yeah, oh, no, they had a bunch of auroras. They yeah. had, um, I think everything except for the LX was there. Yeah, yeah. So there was not this like you know the big ships with a lot of money, right? These are ships that were yeah. practical to people who would have been in that system, you know, and and also the money. Right to be able to buy those ships, yeah. uh, so it was a unique place. Teaches was very cool. So there was that when you first came in, there was an elevator that took you down to Teaches. Come back up, you go through customs, and you would go into this open lobby area where you see these elevators here, and you could look out into the mining area <clears throat> that was right outside the window here. Um, yeah, it's actually called the borehole. The borehole. This was a very cool thing back in the day. This is Chris Roberts was very proud to show this off, where he had a freelancer fly outside that window while on the elevator. Uh, and they showed us that the person in the elevator could see the ship and the person in the ship could see the person in the elevator. Uh, and it was cool, you know, cause it definitely showed that this was not a loading screen. <laughs> yeah, well, it showed there wasn't a loading screen, right? That was the thing right. that it really proved at the time. Cause very easy to go into an elevator, close the doors, and you don't know what's going on around you. Uh, the elevator was also much slower back then. <laughs> now it yeah. moves with lightning speed. And even can when it was slow, it was like eight frames a second. Mm -hmm. Yeah, can you imagine how, how many people that elevator would kill now if, if we're the in game? It would kill so many people. Oh, no. Well, that <laughs> would be the ones at Grim Hex. It's the same one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Different yeah. colors. It is. It is. So now we're going into the, the business district here on the, on the map here. Uh, and we're going to go to 
several shops there. There was Cordy's, uh, which was the arm, was it the armory place, right? Yeah, Cordy's was the armor store. Right. Then we had Conscientious Objects, which was yeah. weapons, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Conscientious Objects, like for conscientious objectors. <laughs> <laughs> and we had, we had a Dumper's Depot there. And there was also the hospital, which at the time was not functioning. Uh, we, the doors were always closed and the, they had the little broken neon sign over it. But, you know, the, the hospital wasn't operating when they first put it in. Uh, and then, of course, there was Cafe Musan or Musain, yep. uh, which we got a taste of uh, one of our first missions being done there. There was an interesting navigation to walking through this place, too. Um, it was not easy to navigate. It took you several walks to know where things were. We're looking at the upper level right now, but there was a lower level too, right, Jay? Where there were some shops yeah. and shopkeepers and things like that. Yeah, there was there's a lower level where you could get um, you know, you could buy like that UE environment coat. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was the UE environment coat, but it was the brown coat that, the brown coat, that yeah. fast coat. That's what it hey. the trench. Yeah. yeah, the trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the trench coat. You could buy that there. Um there was you could buy shoot like boots and stuff like that but it wasn't like a, a shop like a clothes shop they these are little stalls mm -hmm. and there, you know it, there was a place that had fish but you couldn't buy them right but it, I, you know i guess in the future you'd be able to there's a plant florist there was a place like a food stand where you could get food it's like a, a little, little mini, minis like you said like a little flea market kind that's yep. what it was more like it was i feel like a flea market kind it of was thing. Yeah. yeah it was like a free, yeah. flea market or open market yeah from the armor store you mentioned, I'm looking forward to getting some Beskar armor when it, when it comes back into, into game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, but seriously, did you mention the um the statue or did you? We're gonna we're gonna come back that? to tonight. we're gonna come back okay. to this a little bit further down on our list here. Jade, I want to go back here in the video for a second because okay. the walkthrough here is going so fast. Yeah, we're about to mm. see we're about to see one of the other mission yeah, covers probably. I, that's yeah. where I want to go back to was. Well, Rudo, was it Rudo who was here? Nope. No, it was um, Miles Eckhart. No, 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 so, no, 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 no. The oh, one that oh, was downstairs. Oh, Rucko Battaglia. She was the one who Yeah, gave, I mentioned her in chat. Yeah, yeah. Rucko. I, I think a lot of people liked her because, um, you know, like, we didn't have many good, and still don't really, good mission givers that, mm -hmm. like, give lawful missions or, or just ones that aren't, you know, go kill somebody, right? right? And she was one of the ones that gave you those type of missions. Right. Now she was in this room coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. The other thing that was interesting about her character was that she had a cybernetic leg. Yes. Uh, which was one of the first times that we saw that being implemented. Now this must be an earlier video because she's not here or either it was bugged out. And But normally when you come in here, she would be standing at that console. She would even turn and look at you if you came yeah. into the room, which was which was an interesting piece. Yeah, she'd turn and face and talk to you, mm -hmm. like whichever direction you were standing. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I think it was around the verse back then, instead of um, in ISC or Inspector Citizen, but they had a, um, a, a episode where they previewed or gave her a rundown of how they animated um, Record's leg, and, mm -hmm. and it was pretty cool. It looked awesome. It was. Now and we, um, as far as I know, she's, she's one of the few people of, uh, with, with a disability in any game outside of um, Twitch's eyes and stuff like that. Well, mm -hmm. And her hand. Yeah, her hand too. And, uh, yeah. Which get, what goes to the whole thing of, I'm still waiting for a mission giver, a woman mission giver that doesn't have like cybernetic limits. Like, this is a hard universe for us. That's what we're going to do, Lee. 
Uh, but we, we don't have. We don't have her. She's not yeah, in the game. Yeah, we don't have a, we a physical. Well, so we don't know. Maybe yeah. she has a cybernetic limb yeah. too. <laughs> so I want to go here. This is where we start going down into what I call the depths of Levski, uh, because there was no gameplay per se set up here. But there was obviously we see the potential. You really could go lo get lost down here. Um, mm -hmm. There was a whole. I guess it would be the uh, the under what is it the uh, the uh, the soup the understructure of what Levski was. A lot yeah. of machinery, obviously things for generating energy, all types of stuff was down here. Very cool, very spooky, but very cool. People down there working, there were NPCs down there. Uh, and I, I'm really curious to see, there's, this is a long area. There's There's got to be some mission related, some something that's going to go on down here. And I don't know what you it could be used to be able when they had the um the red festival those envelopes mm -hmm. It'd be all and down uh, luminalia this was the place to make them. really <laughs> nobody go down there either <laughs> nobody would be down here yeah. so there'd be tons of them that you could pick up yeah i didn't even think about that that's right because it was a very remote place because there was no beyond that one room there were no mission givers down here people just you know once you kind of explored it and you saw it it's like okay been there done that but yeah. again, a lot of area here that obviously CIG is going to have some type of purpose for for us when playing the game. And it looped around. That was the other thing. You could come at it from one side or the other. Uh, but there was a lot of a lot of uh, uh, territory down here that you could look at. Um, yeah. That's, um, yeah. Shady Face says, Rick, uh, Recco, uh, Miles Eckhart, and Wallace Clem were all based Wallace Clem is who I was trying to think of. That was yeah. the one I was thinking about when you went downstairs. Um, Levski has a total of five floors, but only two of the floors were, were accessible. Delamar was temporarily placed as a stand-in for Crusader into the Stanton system with Alpha 3.0, but later it was removed in Alpha 3.12.1 as completion of Orison was nearing completion. Um, and you guys will remember that. There was a trade-off of, of, uh, getting Delamar out. A lot of people thought that, that Levski Delamar was in the Stanton system because when they came into the game, it was there. Uh, only to find out later that, uh, no, it is not a part of it and it's going to be in another system, so. Yeah, and there, there was an incident that happened here that a, a lot of community members uh, participate in. So we can't talk about Levski without talking about the great airlift, which was based on a, a bug. This sort of like, you know, a, a different type of jump town type thing, right? Mm -hmm. Where people couldn't get out of of Levski th the normal way through customs because there were rocks, basically like rock geometry stuck there. So in order to get out, they had to go down through that under, you know, under city, whatever you want to call it, tunnels. And then there was a way that you could get out into that borehole and people were flying ships down there mm, to airlift people that had, wow. yeah, that were stuck at Levski because they were, uh, you know, spawning there. And so we, we all call it the great Levski airlift. And if you were there, you know, <laughs> it was, it was cool. A lot of people made a lot of friends. It wasn't about killing like Jumptown. Right. It was about cooperating. <clears throat> was there, was there a... When you went down to that borehole, there was nothing to access through into the, into the core of the thing, was there? There was, yeah. Was there, there was, a, was there a tunnel? There was that a could way. Come out? Yeah, there was like there was like a way that you could you could come out through there. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, that's something mm -hmm. I didn't know. Wow. Okay. All right. Fastcart was talking about Anthony Tanaka earlier. Um, this is one of the things that was uh, part of the lore here. To fully understand Levski, you must visit the hand carved statue of Anthony Tanaka. The boy whose death became a rallying cry for the anti-Messer movement. 
While there are other sculptures of Tanaka in the UEE, none are as beautifully dark and defiant. That's from the Observus Dark, 2945 06, 0916. Yeah, bless his heart. So, J.J., talk a little bit about that. It was the piece with Tanaka, because that's something yeah. that when you first came in, boom, it was right in front of you as soon as you came through customs. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it, it was... It was definitely um, the centerpiece of of Levski as far as like what they're about and why you know they they were there. So Anthony Tanaka, um, I'll just do real short thing. He was a, a little boy that was working in a weapons factory, and they they pushed him so hard basically that you know he died right, and he became a symbol of everything that the anti messer um, movement was and if you want to see a really in-depth video that explains um anthony tanaka his life and you know the, the, the whole thing about this part of lore paul shelley fist and jawa have a video which really goes deep into um you know the the life and death of anthony tanaka and it the trigger warning you know it involves you know child labor and and um abuse and stuff like that but mm -hmm. it's a really they have a really good conversation about anthony delanca and you know people don't know why there's such tension against with the uee or the messers at the very least right yeah um oh, wow. you know a lot of people think of the uee and they think of like uh um uh, the ufp the united federation of planets you know everything is all rosy and great uh, but, but there <laughs> is a quiet. there is a dark history to the uee that uh people aren't cool with and there are people who still uh, because as we mentioned earlier in the lore, because of that history, they are, a f they, they don't completely trust the UEE. They, it's kind of like, we've been there before we saw what happened and they don't want to be in that system of government. But we said this earlier too, every government has its challenges, right? And just like you can come out and try to do something noble. There's always those people who, you know, my, my old pastor used to say, while good people are sleeping, the evil people are scheming, right? You mm -hmm. know, you're trying to do the right thing. There's always going to be these other people who see opportunity to take advantage, right? And so the folks at uh, the people's, they, they're trying to do the right thing, but they've got their own issues, their own elements that are in this Nick system that, that we're going to have to see how that plays out. We're going to say FC. I was going to say, instead of equating the, um, the UEE or the Metro regime with um, the, the United Federation planet, it would be um, better or more, more apt to equate them with the mirror universe equivalent, the, the um, United Empire uh, uh, planet, from, yeah. uh, in, my, in my opinion. Yeah, to a certain yeah. degree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, again, this is one of the reasons why lore is so important, so that you guys will understand why things are the way they are in the game. It's very easy to jump into Star Citizen and, and don't get me wrong, you can jump into Star Citizen for the, the action and the, 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 the missions and stuff like that. But I think you'll get a much richer, uh, richer reward from it. The more you start to understand as this game expands, why things are the way they are. You know, Jay was mentioning earlier about the Xeon. Why are they capable to do something that humans can't do in the game? Uh, and if you understand the lore, you'll know how to approach them because we know that CIG is going to make sure that there are reasons why you have to do certain things in the game. And if you don't know that lore, yeah. you may find yourself at a deficit. Fast cart with his Banu yeah. stuff, you know. He's gotta learn, he's gotta yeah, have to I, learn Banu, you know. Well, yeah, I don't know about that. I, I don't know the words, but I don't want to start a flame or anything. But <laughs> I, I, in this game, I don't think you, you want to cut through 
you skip the cutscene in this game, like yeah. you, like some of the people do in another game. This is the yeah. one game you would not want to, in my opinion. Yeah, and the, the reason, just wanted sure. to clarify, the, the reason that, that Anthony Tanaka is dead was they shot him, right? Because he mm-hmm. wouldn't mm-hmm. work. They, right. they worked him to death, and then they shot him when he said, I can't work can't anymore. Work anymore. So, yep. Yeah. Which is crazy, right? Which is yeah. really crazy. Oh, Luciana's here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Luciana. Good to see you. All right, so let's hey, go ahead. Luciana. Let, let's, uh, let's go ahead and hit this last part here. Uh, Jay gave me this today, and it, it, definitely good stuff because we've been trying to pull. Uh, let me say this too. I said it in, in the uh, text chat earlier, and some of you may not have seen it. One of the difficult pieces of doing things like this is there's so much information, and but the information goes back so far that it's difficult to determine where CIG is with it. We know that Nix is a thing. What we don't know is, is that is the very, the lore that we're reading, is it still relevant or how much of it has changed? How much of it is tweaked? How much more of it has been expanded? And every once in a while, CIG will bring the narrative team on and we get to ask them questions and we get to get answers. And so this piece that's come up now uh, is the narrative team during their Q&A. And the question is raised about Nick's. And we're going to play that for you guys so you can hear. Because Jay, you talked about this earlier. Yes. People's Republic, they're not the only ones. <laughs> they're not the only ones nope. in that system. Okay, let's take a listen. So uh, we all know the next system being added to the uh, uh, Star Citizen universe in the upcoming Alpha 4.0 is the Pyro system. But uh, this question is about, about Nyx, which we, which we had as a sort of homeless person sleeping on Stan's couch for, for a while there. Um, we all know about Levski. But are there other surface settlements in the Nyx system, either on Delamar or the other planets of Nyx? Uh, yeah, there, 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 there should be. Um, in our recent lore makers, we do, we do every quarter, so four a year, we we go through our Ask a Dev and we answer a bunch, bunch of questions. And one of the ones from the recent one was about Nyx and about. Um, Basically, settlements outside of uh, of Delamar and uh, and Levski, and obviously the you know there's going to be other places that we're going to want you to go in system. And uh, one of the groups we talked about there was was a group called the Moraine, um, which uh, will have kind of homesteads um, and little outposts, maybe in different parts of in parts of the system that you'd be able to go visit, um, and do missions at, and stuff like that. And you know, as we dig further into that, I'm I'm sure as uh, team put together cool outposts we'll we'll lure them up a little bit more and and add our spin to them once we once we see what they look like but yeah they, there should absolutely be places outside of levski that you'll be able to visit and and that's like we talked about at the top of uh, this star citizen live episode um kind of that layering thing and what we learned from developing stanton is about like you know what is the level of content that is uh, appropriate so like finding out we need these locations for players to visit and do things at. And so even though in the lore write-ups right now, we've only called out one or two locations, that was basically just that that first light coating, the undercoat <laughs> of narrative. And as the great eye of development turns toward the system, we start painting more and more layers on it, really diving in with all the design and environment, our teams to hone in on exactly all the structures and settlements and stuff for the players to interact and do with. So, so just like we've been doing with Pyro for the past, however many months it's been, we're going to turn and eventually do that again with Nix and we'll know more about, oh, there's these, you know, space stations that are around the system because we need places for players to be able to refuel or 
get more oxygen out and stuff like that. Um, so all that will be coming as development goes. Okay. We're going to put a link. I just dropped the link in for the moraine that they just talked about so you guys can get some background on them. Jade, you want to talk about them a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, we, we look at Nix as this independent system and we were talking about, you know, Star Wars and Star Trek and, and, you know, parallels. The moraine would probably be the most, the parallel for them would be the belters of uh, the expanse mm -hmm. um, so they basically see themselves as a family um their their first tenant of their code is all for family and um you know that that everything they do the the found family of the marine um must come first right and so they are basically uh smugglers and thieves that are based in the glacium ring and um, they're too aggressive to be in the people's alliance and they think that it's their right to basically steal from the rich and the powerful and, um, you know, give to the, the poor amongst their family. Um, so, yeah, very, very belter uh, type mentality. And they, and they really have this attitude of loyalty and allegiance to each other. I thought about yes. the belters and I thought about the Mandalorian. I thought about this whole, they have a code that exists within their culture as well that basically says that they will basically look out for each other under any circumstance to the fullest degree. Um, but they also say that that connectivity also holds them accountable to each other too. So that if somebody were to do something wrong or break, you know, do something bad, <laughs> they know exactly who did it. <laughs> they know yeah. who their family is. That really blew my mind because it sounds like, yeah, we'll make sure the retribution gets to you one way or other. If you act up, you know, it's like, wow. Um, but yeah, the fact that, uh, they have this code that they live by is interesting. And I'm curious to see whether or not they, cause they talk about taking from the rich and I know the rich aren't in Nix, right? Mm -hmm. So the question becomes- Well, but they do travel through Nix. Well, that was my point. Yeah. <laughs> whether they become like Robin Hood, they capture the trade ships that happen to come through that are owned by the UEE or wealth or Will they be like raiders where they will pop up? You know, like we get Xeno threat coming in because of the whole Xeno political thing, but will these jokers pop up somewhere like a luxury system, right? Well, I forget which okay. one it is where the luxury books are. Goss, yeah. Terror. You know, yeah, will they pop <laughs> up and, you know, hit and run? You know, there's a lot yeah. of possibilities, right? A lot of possibilities. It, yeah, that. and one of the things about Nick's it's that recently um, in the, you know, recent history of the Star Citizen universe, it has become a bit more strategic uh, in terms of making money because a lot of the shipments of stuff going to build synth world go through Nix. Mm -hmm. So it's it's got lucrative shipping lanes for uh, the Moraine to, you know, go and pirate. Agreed, agreed. Oh, and I wanna also just real quick say big thanks to um, Sherry and Dave and Adam and all of the narrative team because these this video and this uh, community's question response were in response to questions I submitted. So thank you so much. <laughs> Pays off, right? Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay. Well, I tell you what, we have. Let me. I got to make sure I have my all my screens up here correctly. We're gonna see. Do we have any questions? We guys have had a lot of yeah, we do cool chat stuff going on here today. 
<clears throat> and we do. Two questions. Yes, we do. We do. We do. We have a couple of old ones in here, which I need to get rid of. So, okay. <laughs> um, Jajad. Hey, Jajad. Glad to have you with us today. Jajad says, is it possible to have a star that is endothermic? Would the solar system be completely dark? We're going to give that one to Fastcart. No, we're going to give that to Jade. No. Fastcart's all you. Yes, it's been possible. Yes, to guarantee 100%. So, 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 so no, well, yes and no, like, so what you're basically describing is like a black hole, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a singularity, right? Um, yeah, so not a star in the conventional sense, but yeah, there were stellar, there was a stellar object called a black hole that, you know, would, mm. yeah, would, would, it wouldn't make things dark, but you wouldn't be around much longer to see it anyway if you're past the event horizon. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I was, was going to ask you, how long would the system be around? It would be the right, issue, right. you know. Yeah. That's an interesting oh, I mean, question, and the, and the interesting thing is, there is a, um, a black hole in, in, the, in the verse. Um, I shoot, I can't think of the, um, name, the name of the system now, but it, it was on the star map. But yeah. Is that working null? at the moment? I believe if he, would that be null? I don't, I don't think so. I no. remember. Maybe someone else will know in chat. Thanks to Luciana, I can check, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, but um, I was watching this video uh, a, a bit ago. A, in like four billion years, instead of black holes, there may be white holes. So maybe it'll be opposite of, uh, of, a, black, of a black hole. We'll see. Well, we won't see. Yeah, we won't be around. <laughs> but we'll, you know what I mean. It's an interesting theory. Tamsa, okay. Tamsa, that's it. Tamsa. That's it, Tamsa. Uh, oh, yeah. should have known that. I've forgotten that. Jeez, you're right. So you said the name is such yeah, a unique Yeah, I mean, name. I remember the black hole. I just remember, <clears throat> forgot the name of Tamsa, but yeah, mm -hmm. thank you. Okay. All right, we've got a question from Pops in space. Hey, Pops. Uh, Pyro has solar flares. Nyx has a dwarf star that is tiny and dim. Have any negative effects on? Do they have any negative effects on health? Uh, is it is it a mm. is it dim per se, Jay? Yeah. So in, I mean, yeah, in relation so to Pyro Star. Okay. So, uh, okay what, Nix, Star, Nix's system in relation to Pyro? Yeah, I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, I'm asking. No, no, Nix, Nix's star is a F class main F -class, sequence. Right? It's brighter than our sun. It's going to be brighter than um, Stanton, and okay. it's definitely brighter than Pyro. Pyro. Well, Pyro originally was going to be an M dwarf, okay. uh, like a little red dwarf, but then they retconned it to being a K dwarf, which is slight, just slightly smaller and less luminous than our sun. Okay. 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 And um, as far as this question about do flares and that have uh, negative effects, yes. Well, no, 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 he's asking, he says, even though we know Pyro has that, he's asking for this type of star. Oh, does Are this there type, any type okay. of health, no, radiation, no, no. anything like that? Any yeah, so like, as you go up, the mass and luminosity scale of stars, they mm -hmm. become less active as far as flare activity mm -hmm. for the most part. I mean, there are ex crazy out, crazy exceptions out there, but f just as a general rule. So like our sun has uh, solar flares, but not like, you know, some crazy M dwarfs do. And uh, F-class main sequence star would have less flare activity than our sun. Mm -hmm. So it would actually be a little bit calmer than our sun or Stanton. Good to know. For those of you who like to fly close to stars, there you go. <laughs> you know you can do it. 
Uh, someone, someone's asking, "How do you ask questions?" I'm looking, I'm looking for the the bot to um to copy and paste it. But basically, you click on the click below, and you, and you and you click on the the the, uh, the option that says "Ask Question." It's only one token for the um to to ask. But yeah, that's how you do it. But okay. yeah. Alrighty, alrighty. Well, that's our show on Nix this week. Uh, boy, a lot of ground covered for a system that we know absolutely nothing about. No, I'm just kidding. We do know a few <laughs> things about Nix, um, and we are excited to see what else CIG will begin to unveil. As, as Jade said earlier, they, be, they drop these little breadcrumbs, these little tidbits here and there to us, and that, that's one of the reasons why we picked this particular one. We could have talked about some other systems, but we, we do think that this is going to be at least the direction that they'll be going in. So keep your fingers crossed beyond Pyro that maybe Nix will be next. But if not, I'm sure we'll be happy with whatever system they give us as they expand the Star Citizen universe. Um, want to hit on a couple things here before we close out the show. Uh, thank you guys for, for being here today, for one. Uh, I do want to go back to Star Jump Ender. Or earlier, as you guys know, we've had a great relationship with the folks over at Star Jump Station uh, with Grimm and Starlet and Ender. And uh, Grimm has talked about on many occasions that Ender uh, is on the uh, side of, of their organization where he... Uh, does awareness for charities and this year he's taken on uh the task of uh bringing out uh highlighting saint jude's hospital children's hospital a couple of years ago we did a we did our own um a piece for saint jude i think it was when we did war of the world we raised money yeah. for uh saint jude and uh this year we, I, after he sent out a message to several content creators uh i i told fast that he had done that and that we would hopefully get on board with that so we need to get our act together and join him in that in that positive effort. Uh, he dropped us a message. It says, Our, the RSI Galaxy Refinery Pack next weekend. Uh, Fast card, if you wouldn't mind putting in Ender's uh, Twitch, please. Uh, yeah. Put it as an, an announcement. Uh, the RSI Galaxy Refinery Pack next weekend, just for your information, for a $25 donation um, to St. Jude. Uh, using his link, we'll get you an entry. He's got the link here. This is gonna be on Tiltify. If you guys donate $25 toward the St. Jude Children's Hospital, you will be entered automatically for that Galaxy Refinery Pack next weekend. That's gonna be on next weekend. So hopefully you guys will get over there and support him. Andrew's a great guy, he's got a big heart and uh, yeah, he's a great content creator and streamer. So hopefully you'll be able to do that. Um, there are a couple other points I wanted to mention that I mentioned, mentioned this at the beginning of the show but it slipped my mind. Fastcart had put these in for us in our channel in the Star Citizen. Uh, where's media games info? Oh shoot, I can look for a raid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm talking, so feel free to look while I'm doing that. Those of you guys know, uh, the first thing I wanna tell you that is that Alpha 3.18.2 uh, is in the PTU right now. Uh, you guys know that um, there's been a whole piece on Xenothreat, and now today's Sunday, Jumptown 2.1 is going on. So feel free to jump in and test that out. Let's get it going real well. Uh, also, don't forget that they're doing the free fly uh, this week. There was a note that Xylo put out uh, yesterday, Friday. Uh, I'm not sure if this is still going on or whether they fixed it, but he says, we've identified an issue where the free fly ships are not showing up for existing for some of the existing backers who logged in right. before the event if you logged in before the event uh it's important to note that new players are not affected by this issue so if you invited some friends and stuff to try out star citizen 
they hopefully they won't be salty because they can't get the free ships they may be salty about some other stuff but the free ships they should be able to get them <laughs> so i know many of you like to be able to tell people about it because you know there's a referral going on right now where you can get a p52 uh merlin uh for doing referrals so just so you guys will be aware but if you're having problems uh because you're a current backer understand the CIG did make an announcement and say that they were aware of that as an issue. Okay, that is that. Um, let's oh, talk- By my yeah. Live and Love Ski Life. Month. Oh, yes, yeah, Jay, talk about- <laughs> I have yes. to say it. Yes, uh, as you guys know, we do have uh, our merchandise. Uh, and one of the things that we did this year uh, as a part of a fundraiser- Thank you, Sherm. Thank you for that call. Thank you, Sherm. Uh, we we pr- produced uh, 12 mugs uh, for all of the different uh, hosts and co-hosts of Soul Citizens. And Jade has one that says, "Loving is it Loving Lef- Lefsky Life? Living Lefsky <laughs> Living, Life. Living Lefsky Life. Living Lefsky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, you can make your own collection and buy, look at, go, go my, buy my mug. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you guys can support any of your favorite co-hosts. They, you know, the mugs are out there. They're great quality, and they, they're very cool. And you can have your own soul. Other than Star Citizen collection of glasses and mugs, you can have your own Soul Citizens collections of mugs and glasses. So have at it out there, okay? And, and this benefits this uh, one, the show. This is a benefits the show. Yeah, anything that comes yeah. in here, we take that money, turn it right back around. We do our ship. We gave away, what, last week on our anniversary, we gave away... Three sets oh, of three vulture. sets of yeah, Star Citizen glasses and a vulture, right? So it's like three hundred dollars yeah. worth of stuff we gave away last week. So yeah, we try to turn the money right back around and do some giveaways for you guys. So we've got Invictus coming up, so you'll be supporting us then. And we know we do giveaways when that comes up, especially if there's something new that CIG releases. And we have Alien Week coming up after that, so we'll be doing some giveaways. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about. We you know we should do some merchandise too. Next week we'll do some merchandise. Uh, when we do okay. next week's show, uh, Jade, let's talk about Thursday, fast card, talk about Saturday and I'll talk about Sunday. Yes. So Thursday, every single Thursday is soul talk, which is at 9 PM Eastern, 6 PM Pacific. Um, and that is where you can come into our discord and come on to the show and, um, talk with us. Like here's where we talk with you that that show is where you talk with us. Um, and we talk about Star Citizen, uh, what's going on in the community, whatever we liked, whatever we didn't like, you know, all, all of it, drama, whatever, we bring it. So yeah, come to Soul Talk. <laughs> and on Saturday, we have Soul Voices, that is Griffin's show, where it's more one-on-one, where Soul Talk is more community, or more, you know, group-oriented, group group-oriented. Uh, Soul Voices more one-on-one, we cover, um, what's happening on Spectrum, what's happening on Reddit, and something that's happening in the industry at large. So yeah, that's Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern, and 7 p.m. UTC, and that's part of Pod that Saturday. Thank you very much. And uh, I was trying to figure out, I see North End, I saw your message, North End. Uh, North End Trooper, I'm gonna throw this question in because he's trying to get you under the wire. Uh, Ronan, 0006. Thank you for the follow. Thank you for the follow. Uh, North End Trooper asks, is there any mention of higher level of danger when jumping between jump points? I mean, once you're outside of the Helios sphere. Oh, good question. Good question. So as far as I know, I haven't seen any jump point on the Arc Star map that would be outside of the Heliosphere. So for people who don't know what the Heliosphere is, basically where um, the solar wind um, is now 
counteract it by the actual interstellar medium, right? So like, it's it's really the end of the technical end of the solar system or any star system. Um, so I don't think they've put any jump points outside of what would be the heliosphere of these stars. But I mean, I, I would imagine that, you know, if they if they were to do that, they would probably come up with some some sort of reason for why they do that. It'd be interesting. Yeah, I, I, and I, I tried to answer the question, but I misunderstood. I, th- I thought he was talking about once you within, once you within at some point. I said well, once once you within, uh, if you hit the edge, you, you might drop out of drop out of um, the, the the traveling thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's a little bit different. Yeah, interesting question. Yeah. And you know, I mean, TIG like, has a lot of latitude to do all types of stuff when it comes to us navigating and traveling. You know, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, and next week's show. The Camera Eye. Uh, hope you guys can join us for this one. Very special guests are going to be joining us. His Divine Shadow will be here, uh, who considers themselves an amateur digital photographer in game, but I've seen their work before and I always really enjoy it. We're also going to have Mr. Hasgaha here, who will be here sharing some of his images and sharing with us some techniques about how they get these beautiful images. You know, Star Citizen is often called one of the best screenshot. <laughs> Games ever, yeah. um, you know, you make these beautiful images. You don't, you know, screenshot simulator, screenshot simulator, and so they're going to be here next week to give us some tips on things to look for. If you're into that, making desktops, all that cool stuff, that's going to be next week's show at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So that will be it. Uh, Want to give some shout outs to both Fastcart and Jade for being here tonight and sharing their wealth of knowledge with you guys. Thank you guys for all the great stuff you guys shared in the chat as always. It was a very vibrant chat today. Uh, Gladestone, you're always here just starting trouble, but I love you anyway. So thank you for hanging out with us today. Uh, Aliciana, as always, thank you for being here. We miss you and yeah. always great to see you when you pop in. Uh, and for everybody who's here today, thank you guys for coming over. Those who came over from Ender's Raid, uh, I think there was somebody else who rated us too. I can't remember. Was it just Ender? I think it was just Ender. Yeah. But thank you guys. No, we had, no, it, we had else, another right? one. But I forget yeah, Roman. Oh, I, forget, no, I forget. But yeah, thank you guys for coming over from the raid and hanging out with us as well. And the questions we got today too. Uh, we are going to set up to go raid one of our own. Yo-Yo Meg is out there right now. You guys know Yo-Yo. Very, very cool person. Great streamer. She's been blowing up. She's been streaming every day now. She and uh, Abdi have been killing it. So when you guys get over with Yo-Yo, let her know that you came over from the Soul Citizens. Give her our love. You guys, make sure you drop a follow on her. She is so cool. She has so much energy. She's new to the Star Citizen community, but listen, she's starting to know her stuff. She be telling people what to do and this, that, and the other and everything. So (laughs) she is in it with both feet at this point. So uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, Once again, thank you guys for being here. And as always, Stay safe, take care of yourselves, and peace, love, and soul. We'll see you soon. Take care. Ciao.